So again, I am grateful for each of you that have called in thus far. Thank you so much for uh, your continued support. Uh, for those of you that send text messages that um, invite others to come on, um, that even listen to the recording or the playback, I appreciate you so, so much. Um, it has been such a blessing to me that you guys don't know, but you have uh, pushed me to do great, to do greater, to be better um, in all that I do. In all my ways, I want to please God, and I do op- want to operate in the spirit of excellence. So, again, thank you all so much for calling in. So, um, again, if you could please mute your phone. As you already know, this is a recorded line. Um, someone will come and look at, listen to it at another time. So just want to make sure that the quality that of, and the content of what I put out is um, clear enough for the people who aren't live are able to hear it. But anyway, um, I want to share with you on this morning, um, I'm going to go into the second chapter of Samuel, and I really would like for you in your downtime to um, read this read this story. It, it's, it's so much to it, and of course, I only have 15 minutes that I can share, and, and as y'all can see, I haven't always been faithful with my 15, but uh, trying to be able to deliver a caliber of a word that you're able to get a word and compact it into a 15-minute segment. But uh, the scriptures that I want to read for your hearing on this morning will be coming from Second Samuel, the ninth chapter, um, verses 1 through 13. I won't read the entire 13 verses. Um, and then I'm going to go to 2 Samuel 4 and 4. So um, my topic on this morning is who dropped you? Who dropped you? 2 Samuel 9, the first verse says, David asked, is there anyone left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake. Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba at your service, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show uh, God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he, the king asked. He is at the house of Machir, son of Ammon and of Lod- in Lodabar. So King David had, brought from, had him brought from Lodabar from the house of Machir when Mephibosheth, who is the son of, son of Jonathan, the son of, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Verse 9, then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, who is lame in both feet, who is the grandson of Saul, will always eat at my table. Verse 12, sorry, verse 13. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he ate at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. 
Again, my topic that I want to share with you on this morning is who dropped you. Um, I know if you're not familiar with this story, it probably seems like a lot, but it's a, it's a beautiful story. So David is now king. And um, David was friends with Jonathan, and Jonathan is the son of Saul. Saul was the previous king. So everybody is from Saul's lineage is dead except this one grandson of his named Mephibosheth. And as in the scripture you hear, you hear that he is lame in both of his feet. Now I need you to understand that it is, it is customary that when a new king would reign, that they would kill off all the relatives of the previous king for they fear that there may be an uprising in the old regime. So here in this second chapter, this, this ninth chapter of the second book of Saul, it is very strange for David to be looking for someone of the previous family to bless. But when God is in the plan, he will do whatever he wants, however he wants. God will upset an organized system and operate in an unorthodox way. God, through David, wanted to extend his grace and his kindness towards someone whose society defined as unqualified. The only relative still alive was Mephibosheth, who was lame in both feet. Now, see, Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan and the grandson to Saul. And as I just told you, not only was he not even supposed to be alive because of custom, but he was alive, but he was disabled. If you go back to 2 Samuel, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse, it tells you how Mephibosheth became disabled. And the scripture says, Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who, who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. The nurse picked him up and fled, but as she hurried, she dropped him, and he became disabled. His name is Mephibosheth. So from that day, the nurse dropped him at the age of five, and from that day, he operated as a disabled person who, in all actuality, operated in a dysfunctional way. Not only did Mephibosheth have a dysfunction, but he lived in a place called Lodabar. Lodabar means no word or nothing. This was where he was living, and not only was he living there, but this was also his mindset. And I need you to stay with me, and I understand that this word might not be for everybody, but there is somebody that needs to know and needs to get to the bottom of who dropped you. He was just existing in that place. He wasn't living, um, but life was hard for him, and life made him feel as if it was nothing. Now, Lodabar again means nothing, or it means no word, and he was just living in a place of nothing. He was living in a place where no word could reach him to set him free. See, he did not die, but his ability to functioning was off, and because of his position, he couldn't walk upright. Therefore, his perspective or his view was off. He was uh, getting from the way he was getting from one place to another place required help from others, and I'm sure sometimes he remained stuck because of his condition. Sometimes I'm sure that he felt that he would have rather died than to be disabled. 
I want to talk to someone this morning who was supposed to be protected, but instead you got dropped. There are many who dropped you, someone who was supposed to take care of you, somebody who was supposed to love you, somebody who was supposed to protect you or support you in some way, but instead they mishandled you. Some of you may have been dropped by your mother, dropped by your father, a spouse, a significant other, dropped by family members, dropped even in church, dropped by friends and colleagues. And even in 2021, some of you have been dropped by a system, a system that failed to protect you instead does harm, a field that has you afraid that when blue lights are behind you, if you're going to get a ticket or am I going to die? Who has dropped you? And now because of your drop, you now operate in a dysfunctional way. I am sure that the nurse didn't intend to drop him. And not all drops are intentional, but some happen by life. Hallelujah. Some happen by life. Not all drops are intentional. We get dropped in grief. We get dropped in sickness. And now you're stuck or disabled and you're not able to function properly. You're now functioning out of your dysfunction and dysfunction has now become your norm. You have been mishandled. You have been hurt. You have been disappointed. And some people may think that it is your fault that you are the way you are, but they fail to realize that somehow in your life you've been dropped. And now your dysfunction is off. Now your functioning is off. Your, your trust has been violated. Now you can't trust anybody. One man hurt you. Now they all hurt you. One church disappoint you. Now you leery of all churches. One friend betrayed you. And now you rather be by yourself. I don't know who dropped you. I don't know who disappointed you. I don't know who mishandled you or what life did to you. But God is saying on this morning, is there anyone I can show my kindness towards? Hallelujah. I know that you thought that I forgot about you, says God, and I know you've been in that state for a long time and you've been looking, oh God, for something to happen and something to come and it seems as if you're stuck, but I, the Lord, want to extend my kindness to you, hallelujah. I feel like I am David on this morning coming to you as a Mephibosheth telling you, is there any way I can bless you on this morning? David said in 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter, verses 7 through 8, and I want to prophesy this over to you today. You may have been dropped as a kid who's seen some things and some things that you have been through and some things that have been done to you, or you may be dropped as a single parent who's doing it all alone or dropped as a divorcee who's trying to put all the pieces together and all the brokenness or dropped as a woman who seems that infertility or, or, or your life just can't get together or dropped as a person who's just trying to overcome all that life has thrown at you. But the word says in 2 Samuel the ninth chapter, verse 7, David said, don't be afraid, hallelujah, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I, hallelujah, will restore. And he's saying on this one, I'm going to restore your happiness. I'm going to restore your joy. I'm going to restore your peace. I'm going to restore love back to you and all the land that belongs to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, what is your servant 
that you should remember a person like me. The Father wants to know on the wants you to know this morning that you are on His mind. He wants you to know that I know you suffered a lot. I know it's not coming to pass like you thought. I know it seems as if the promises for you have been held up. I know you're looking for that release and you're tired of even where you are. But He wants to let you know that I got two things that I'm going to do for you on this morning. Number one, he says, I want to bring restoration. See, David gave Mephibosheth land and restored him back to royalty. But the blessing in the midst of it is I was saying to myself, I said, God, it was good that you gave him the land. It was good that David is eat. But I'm sure that that Mephibosheth would have rather be healed of his lame feet. And the Spirit of God spoke to me on last night, and he said, God did not heal his lame feet, but he restored his life. There are some scars or some thing that God will allow to remain, but it is only there as a reminder of what you survived. Some of you are looking at, you want things to just be erased, but God says the fact that you lived through it, the fact that you made it through it, the fact that you're doing the best you can with the very little you have is a sign that I was with you then and I will be with you now. He said that I am going to restore unto you and those scars are there as a reminder, he, Mephibosheth, he went from Lodabar to the king's table. He went from the place of nothing to the place of more than enough. He went from nothing. And as you find later in the scripture, Mephibosheth, even with his lame feet, had a child. He wants you to know that he went from dysfunction to function. Don't tell me what God can do. So number one, he says, I want to restore you. And secondly, he says, I want you to eat. The Lord said on this morning, I want you to eat. David told him that he would always eat at the king's table. And not only did he tell them, but he told the servant that you make sure he eats. See, God is assigning some people to make sure that you eat. Make sure that you're blessed. Make sure that you're taken care of. You might have felt forgotten by God, but he was setting you up for favor. Your name is changed. He's not only changing your name, changing your situation. But he's also changing your palate. Your name is about to be in the mouth of people in influence. You're about to eat good. See, you're moving from fast food to a full course meal. You're about to eat the best of the best. Your taste buds will, your taste buds will change. Your desires are going to change. God is setting you up from forget from, from being forgotten to being favored. I need you to say that to yourself that I am moving from being forgotten gotten to being favored by God. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this Wednesday morning. I thank you for the word that was spoken to the people of God, that we are not forgotten because we are favored. Today we release the person who dropped us. We release the excuse tied to the dropping, and we receive your love and kindness towards us. We are moving from Lodabar. We are changing our address. We have sent an eviction notice to the enemy that we will no longer reside in a place of nothing. We speak healing and deliverance, oh God, over our lives, and we thank you, Father, for restoring us. 
We thank you, Lord God, for healing us and positioning us for greater. And, Father, we stand on the word of God on this morning according to Joel 2 and 25. And I will restore to you that the years that the locust has eaten, that the canker worm and the caterpillar and the pommel worm, with my great army, I said, I'm going to restore, says the Lord. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord of peace and not evil and to give you an expected end. On this morning, God, we say thank you, Lord God. It's not about who dropped us, but it's all about who picked us up. And we thank you, Lord God, for picking us up, not only in the natural, but picking us up in the spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that we will live not, we will not live at a place of nothing. We thank you, Lord God, that we went from being forgotten to being favored. When we thought that you have forgotten, and when we felt that we have been overlooked, and when it looked like everybody else was being blessed, and everything else was going for everyone else, God, our time is here. Our time is today, and we say thank you, Father, for every blessing that you have granted to these, your people, that is on the line. We give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. It's in Jesus' name, and the believer says amen. Thank you again on this morning, hallelujah, for calling in on this morning. I need you to know that you are moving from forgotten to favor. I don't care who dropped you. You are moving. You are moving. And some things that you are, people are going to label you as is a sign that God wants to stay with you. Even when Jacob wrestled with the angel, he came away and he limped. But that limp was just a sign that he had an encounter. Yeah. The yeah. fact that you yeah. still have what you went through is not a sign that yeah. he has forgotten about you. But sometimes he leaves it as a reminder of what you've been through. There are times yeah. when I find myself in my phone looking at pictures of the time in which I was abused. And I don't keep the pictures just to live in the moment. But I keep the pictures so I can remember what God delivered me from. When I look at yeah. those pictures, I yeah. remember of how the power of God, that when I felt that he wasn't going to answer, when I thought my life was yeah. over, when I didn't yeah. think I was going to make it that moment, but God, love yeah. has arrested me and found me. Don't you tell yeah. me what God cannot do. Yeah. He wants you to know it. this morning. That's, this is what yes. he wants you to know. He says, I don't care who dropped you, but I want you to release yes. who dropped you on this morning because I'm coming to pick you up. I am picking you yes. up on this, on this Wednesday morning. And because yes. I'm picking you up, I am changing your, your taste, your, your palate. I'm yes. going to make sure you eat, and I'm going to restore you, says yes. the Lord. You have moved from forgotten to favor. Yes. Know oh. this without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord God is with you. May you be encouraged today and blessed beyond measure. Have an amazing oh, day. God. Until we meet next Wednesday, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. Definitely, God. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Thank you.